Hello everyone, and welcome to Angel Meadows Radio. I am Mama D, your host. My show is called A Conversation with Friends because I believe everyone is a friend we have yet to meet. This show is where you get to know new friends or get reacquainted with old friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome to another Sunday with a conversation with friends. My friend today is Debbie A. Anderson. Some of you may know her. But those of you who don't, we're going to let, let you get to know her a little bit. So, hey, Debbie, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure. It really is. And uh, I don't know where you are, but we had sort of sprinkles of snow, but thankfully it's not sticking. Yeah, no, we're, I'm up in Quebec, and um, they said... That, in my area, they said a snow warning with a little red dot everywhere. It says 20 to 30 centimeters. So for my American friends, oh, how many people in the chat? For my American that? friends, that is two, max 12 inches, 11, 12 oh. inches. Oh, well, I kept on saying, we've got to have a little sprinkle of snow so that the kids think that they're going to get a snow day, but I, it's not sticking here, thankfully. No, no ours, no, no. So where exactly are you in Lemming? Leamington? I'm in Leamington, Ontario, so southern on Ontario, the most southerly point of Canada, yeah. believe it or not. And uh, we've had beautiful weather up till now. Yeah. And I'm shifting and I'm, it. I love I love weather shifting. And, and I, I was hoping it would be a nice brown Christmas. <laughs> such a Scrooge. Well, somebody said to me, I, I find it uh, comical when people say they want a white Christmas. Well, to me, a white Christmas is a white beach. <laughs> yeah, that, white I think I'll yep, yep, yep. Oh, gosh. Uh, there's a lady in the chat room who says, I think I know her. Oh, thank you. I just saw mine coming up now and there's there's uh, Gina yes we had we had fun on uh, Monday uh, she came and had a conversation with me so it. Um, it, it's really lovely I love it it is it's it's fun to get together with friends even if you just know them for like like we know it's just, just on Facebook it's like yeah. I know Gina just on Facebook and it's like just to have a conversation and some people are like well how do you get up just I ask Exactly. Plus, um, if it, I had your husband on a while back. Yeah, Chris And Lee, then he was yeah. like, yes, come on. Yes, I want to run. <laughs> well, what I love about this is, you know, we were just having this little conversation beforehand about when we get the opportunity to communicate with other like-minded souls. For me, it raises my vibration and it yes. makes me sort of feel very connected. And I think at the moment, this is so much about sharing. And of course, mm -hmm. for all our US friends that are um, connected with us, this week is their Thanksgiving. We're in Canada, we're a little wise. We like to stretch our turkey out a little bit so we have. Um, the uh, turkey and then we can have we can get ready for it again for christmas with the us they they keep their turkey very close together yes tracy leamington used to be the tomato capital at the moment we're probably known for being the marijuana capital of uh, canada because we have lots of greenhouses so if you want to come down here just go along where all the greenhouses are and you can just absorb the marijuana i'm oh serious God. that's why I, I was so happy that's why that's why now okay i have a friend i have another friend who lives in leamington i'm going to tease her about that because yeah. because yeah. she doesn't she's no 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 it's like i'm getting now i know well i don't actually it, it's funny because when i first came to canada from the uk i you know i, I went to some friends uh, back in british columbia that's where we were, i was living then and they're like oh do you want to you know um smoke some weed and like weed <laughs> I, I lived in a cave i think and mm. of course for me it's a smell i can't do the smell it makes me feel very um nauseous mm -hmm. And I can't be around it. I don't mind anybody smoking it, but just give me time to get way out of the way yeah, exactly. and then I'm fine. And of course here, because the greenhouses is obviously um, 
the aroma or whatever you like to call it emitting yeah. it just smells awful it smells like skunk and somebody said well that's why they call it skunk as well so anyway yeah. well there are <laughs> so, so many different but i just don't like it myself because it's yeah. i don't like the smell <laughs> i used to have a girl uh that i worked with she was allergic to the smell so much that she would break out oh really oh so for me it's just like very sort of look <laughs> she would actually have hives oh and she'd have to take medication and I don't know how they figured it out, but I was like, I wasn't sure it was for real. And then one day there was a customer who came into work and you could, you could smell it on him. As oh, like, yeah. And then 10 minutes later, she goes, look, and she was breaking oh my out. Gosh. Yeah. Like, but of course, Tracy's just said, uh, yeah, we do have lots and lots of fresh vegetables here. Like, you know, uh, come harvest time, we go and watch them harvesting the onions off of the fields or the, nice. you know, the cabbages, the melons and all the apples and the tomatoes, of course. Yes, because we did have Heinz. There is still a um, tomato making factory here, but it, it we're just so lovely. I love um, having, you know, I can go along to one of these fruit and veggie stands and pick up all my, my peaches, my apples and, you know, it's, and it's fresh. It's, you know, just literally either come out of the greenhouse or out of the ground kind of thing. And you can smell the difference. So, and um, we're very blessed in the stores because they have a lot yeah. of local. Yeah, we have a few, a few vegetable stands around here. We've got a few mm -hmm. farms. Most of our farms that where I am, uh, are corn, the cob and oh, strawberries. Yeah. Don't even get me started. <laughs> corn cob and strawberries. My husband can have the corn cob. I, I will take the strawberries. Just yeah. take. Shit. Yeah, okay. I love I love fresh fruit and vegetables, and we're very blessed uh, yeah. where we are to have access to them. So all the way through the year. So <laughs> exactly. Now, say every time I always say that no matter what show I do, the conversation always bring comes around to food. So this time we start with the food. Well, I'm Torian, so of course that is my topic. Yeah, okay, okay. Talk food with me and I'll, I'll be there for an hour. So. Okay, so one day we're going to have a, a food show with Debbie Absolutely. I'm not a, a, a fancy cook. As yeah. my uh, grandma would say, it was a meat and two veg kind of cook. Uh, yeah. But I do like experimenting and, uh, you know, uh, finding new ways to create because for me, I love cooking, but it's got to be something that inspires me. So, yeah. you know, that's sort of, I've got to think what to do for supper tonight. Actually, my daughter brought up supper, so I'm good. I oh, just, that, was my, that was my post-birthday gift dinner because she couldn't be up here. So she's like, Mom, I'm bringing it up. It's like, okay, fine. I love it. Yes. That's so I'm perfect. like, I'm being spoiled today. She's she's up doing her thing and bugging her father and and then, which is really always fun for me to watch them go at it. And then I get to have my show with you and then supper will be ready. <laughs> I love it. I'm and not holding my breath. I feel like royalty here because uh, in the UK, the queen has her official birthday and then she has her actual birthday. And I always jokingly say when uh, my birthday gets extended because I'll go out you know, for supper with a friend here or do something there. I said, I always feel like royalty because it's like my birthday goes on for about a week. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like postings on Facebook. Um, yeah. A lot of my friends in Australia started posting on Thursday, the happy birthday, and I'm still getting some to today. And I do my very darndest to go and at least put a, a, a little, because I like the hearts. I don't like, I want to shoot the thumb. His little thumbs up, dude. I don't like that. It just, it just irritates me for some reason. That and the wave when people wave to you on on Mister. Oh right, it irritates me. I don't know why. I don't know why. I it feel just that Facebook should extend yes. some of their little things there because the care one. I'm like, you know, especially when somebody has a family member or a friend that's passed into spirit. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't want to put the little sad thing because you know. Uh, I think um, who is it? Uh, somebody famous. Uh, uh, the Bond guy. Oh, uh, yeah, Connery. Sean Connery. Yeah. And of course, a lot of people were putting sad, but the one thing that I thought was absolutely beautiful was do a celebration. Yeah. You know, exactly. I think he was 80 or 90 or something like that. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, how many, you know, that sexy voice, uh, that mm. Edinburgh, you know, 
kind of voice that you know, yeah. I'm strong. Just, can't yeah. so, you know, uh, so when when it comes to a parting of somebody, I always think that there would be nice to have sort of like a, you know, not a congratulations, but something that is like a yeah, celebration, yeah. celebrate well, their life. And especially yeah. at the moment with the COVID and stuff going on, exactly. that, yeah. you know, it's like, come on, let's have a celebration of life kind of little um icon or something like that yeah. so we can put that and it doesn't feel like we're either putting a thumbs up or tears or love yeah. or that kind of thing so well, i the care one i send because to me that's that's sending hugs and i care mm -hmm. about it i'm just be like hug people but more often than not it's like it's like the little heart because i think it's so the yeah. like heart you know? yeah if they had a yeah. butterfly there i'd be posting that looks yeah. like yeah, it'd be nice to introduce more that we could add to. It. I know that you can sort of look for little giffies and things like that, but yeah. It was huge. <laughs> you took up a lot of space. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, we got off track. Uh, off always good. It's okay. like, this conversation. It's beautiful. Exactly. Like people will, will when when I'm talking to people about coming on, they say, "What do you? What is your show about?" I said, "Well." It's about you and whatever the heck we talk about. I always say it's like us sitting down at a, at a cafe having coffee or wine. There you go. And we're having a conversation, but there's people around us that are eavesdropping. Yes. That's what this I is. This is our eavesdropping Actually, room. That was one of the things that we used to um, have fun with. You would go in and uh, a, a girlfriend of mine, when we were in the UK, we'd sometimes go in to have a cup of tea or something like that and sit down or we would say a bun and a cuppa and we would uh, sit there and first of all we would look over and sort of imagine their life, what, what was going on and things like that and then we'd sort of have that conversation as if they were mm -hmm. having conversation and it's quite fun to do that of course. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Those are the crazy things you do when you're younger. <laughs> Okay, Gina just said my dad had his teeth fixed. Right after that, he sounded like Sean Cottery. Oh, <laughs> not so good when it comes to your dad, but I love the voice. Yeah, I have so a, do I. I have a friend, Scott. He's Scottish. Mm -hmm. Scott, oh, Scott, Scottish. <laughs> exactly, and he lives in in the UK somewhere, England, and um, his picture is him with, in a kilt. And I always, I always tease oh. him and and then when he misbehaves and picks on me, I'll message his wife, go, could you get the flesh water out and smack him? First time I did that, he didn't know what the heck was going on. And his wife just smacked him and she goes, Asterly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love because um, uh, um, the name Anderson, we have our tartan, which is like blues and greens and so forth. And uh, <laughs> when, um, so I had this lovely, crocheted blanket that uh, a friend of my dad's had crocheted for him and it was the Addison tartan colors and of course he had that with him when he was very sick and then when he passed into spirit my brother said well we were thinking maybe we should burn it I said no please watch it because I, I I want it to take yeah. it. and uh, so I now have it on the back of one of my chairs that sits in the bay window mm. and I always call it dad's chair because uh, although he never came to uh, this part of Canada, he did where we had lived many years ago. And so I sit there and I have my, sometimes have my morning coffee and I can feel the blanket behind me and I'll ha start having this chat with dad about, you know, yeah. my day, what's going on, or look at the weather or look at the sunrise or something like that. So it's my connection with my dad. So I love it. Oh, makes sense. Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. I have, I have a chair of my mom's actually when my mother was first married, she had, they had got as a gift two matching chairs. And when my when my mom passed on, and uh, actually probably when she moved from Montreal to London, um, Ontario, mm -hmm. she uh, gave one to me and one to my sister, and that's been, you know, my mom's chair. Oh, that's lovely. Like, had to be recovered because as kids we put our feet up on the thing, so you know oh. that you know it's kind of wear and tear. And uh, it was in the basement because there's no place for it up here, except what I do realize was my cat was using it as a clawing post. So, um, oh my gosh, yes, yes, the cat is still alive. Um, I eventually will have <laughs> only just, yeah, I will eventually have to maybe when I hit the lottery have both the chairs recovered because my sister, who luckily lives next door, um, oh. I will you know steal hers and get them both recovered because I know my mom has it recovered, yeah, so yeah, because they're a match set, they need to be, look the same, so I'll of course, like, of course, yeah, just so, take it out of the cat's hide. I, I love the you know, it's uh. 
I think when uh, people are sort of thinking about those that are passing into spirit that they can't make this connection with them. And I'm going, but hold a photograph of that particular person and just talk to them as if they're here, you know, and yeah. have some oh, conversation yeah. because I love it. You know, and sometimes I'll hear dad uh, making some uh, comment, <laughs> a useful mm. comment when I'm yeah. bringing up something or it'll tell me, you know, get off your button, get on and do something. I'm like, so I know I wouldn't tell myself that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're, we're only going to tell ourselves nice things. So yeah. I always know yeah. when he's around, that kind of thing. So I love it because, you know, and of course, um, uh, with Chris and I, you know, because he'll sort of say, has your dad been around lately? And I'll go, yeah, well, he has. And he's like, so what's he up to? <laughs> we'll have that kind of a conversation with two. Some people might think it's a bit strange, but my dad has oh. this way of playing with our, um, we've got a little mini um, wine cooler thing that sits on top of a, on top of a counter top. And every so often he'll play with the temperature on it and it'll start blinking and um, doing the sort of the bitty, 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 bitty kind of thing. And okay. Chris and I'll look at each other and I'll say, dad, stop playing with the wine cooler. So we take that time to acknowledge him. And it's exactly. sort of, I think it comes down to when uh, dad lived uh, for many years in Australia. So we got to um, visit him there and he had you know, we arrived and, uh, you know, he had like this balcony. So he mm -hmm. lived in Queensland. So the temperature there, the average temperature is like 29 degrees Celsius. Yeah. And he said to Chris and I, he says, I've got a bottle of wine on the, you know, like in the sunroom there. And mm -hmm. Chris looked at me and I looked at him and we sort of said, how long has it been sitting there? And we're like, well, it's been there for a couple of years now. And Chris said, it'll be like vinegar. It's been cooking. There you go. No, 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 it won't be. And of course, take the first mouthful. It's like putting it back in there. So I think it's his sort yeah. of sarcastic way of always playing with wine cooler to make it warmer or something. So exactly. He's not it. Like oh, well, we've got a couple of more people in here. We have hi, Lisa Pritchard and Leanne, who's on break right now. Oh, but, thank you for joining us. Yeah. So, okay. So let's get sort of down to. You know, yeah. we have our to chat. But now, first off, what I didn't realize, okay, I, I knew you were from the UK. I heard I heard the lovely accent and I was like, okay. Did it for the for for the first time that I knew you, I didn't realize you were living in Ontario. I knew you mostly got to know you more when you were on vacation before the COVID start and you were stuck mm. there. And it's like, oh. and then she said, I want to get back to Canada. I was wait a minute, wait a minute, I gotta learn more about this woman, Canada here. But you it to the Arthur Finley College. That's correct. I was very blessed. And of course, um, I went there on the days before there was automatum and internet and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, sort of backing right the way up, when I started um, playing with cards, tarot mm -hmm. cards, we're, we're going back to the eons of time. And I went to this class to learn how to read the tarot properly. <laughs> I knew how to read them. Yeah. But I, I could I could earn a certificate. And in those days, a certificate was a very valid thing to yeah. have. So I went along and uh, did this, this course over a period of time. But what I was finding was I was doing these readings and then I was told, no, I don't know how you can get that. But the person that I was doing the reading for, et cetera, said, hey, you're spot on. So when I was there, I met a couple of people and we decided because we were obviously different to the average that we would start a little group, mm -hmm. um, psychic development group. We did meditation and stuff like that. And again, no internet, so we couldn't find anything. And if there was a library that had anything, the chances are they had Bibles and things like that in there. There was nothing spiritual yeah, in, no. in the vein of what we were in. And then one one of the uh, people in that group, <clears throat> excuse me, said, there's this amazing college in Essex, in Stansted in Essex, which um, I was in Southern England living at that time. So that was about a two to three hours away. And they have, they do mediumship and they do healing and all this kind of thing. I'm like, they do yeah so we we found out that there was this course going on and of course we we're all saving up our pennies and we got i got to go there and of course i always akin it to like hogwarts 
Yes. In those days, they had long bench tables, a bit like in um, the Harry Potter. And okay. we would sit down and, of course, you had all your meals there because you literally were there. Yeah. 24-7, you were on campus, if you like. Yeah. And I can remember <laughs> we would always have a, um, I think it was 6 a.m. meditation. There's a, there's a beautiful, and I'm assuming it's still there, this beautiful um, area for having uh, meditation. Right. The problem was we would sit up to like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning yeah. <laughs> walking because when you're immersed in with other people, you've got so many questions. You're wanting to hear all their stuff yep. and all that kind of thing. So I'm sure there were many days where I just slept through meditation. Yeah. You just said get up at 6 o'clock in the morning for meditation. I, I'm, I, in my head, I'm going, well, I kind of am sort of meditating. So just wake me up when it's breakfast time. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, in those days, it was like an old stately home. I don't know how many renovations and things they've done. So we actually um, were sleeping in bedrooms with four poster beds or, you know, single beds and things like that. Some of the parts were um, myself and three. Uh, there were two other ladies that actually shared a bedroom together. And it was so much fun. And at that time, I got to um, experience Gordon Higginson. And he was the like the man kind of thing of mediumship in those days. And uh, I can remember this one time we were because, you know, my friends and I, we were standing at the podium, like pretending that we were doing okay. mediumship kind of thing. Like, so we could pose for the photograph. Of course you have to, you know, <laughs> even in those days. And of course it was a little click camera that we had. Yeah. So we were posing photographs and uh, we we did um, mediumship classes and then you know he would do like an evening of clairvoyance or that kind of thing and there was something he had said um, in one of those and I can't remember if it was in class or in a mediumship but he he had said um, you would do a platform work but not until you're in your 50s well of course I'm a young woman at that yeah. point and the first thing I'm doing I gotta wait till I'm freaking old and gray and <laughs> my god what the heck you know yeah. but here's the thing and this is what I always say to to people it's it wasn't a case of that so when you step back and look at it we I thought it was at that point some form of punishment that yeah. you know, it would take me that many years to learn like, that's an eternity how think am I going to wait that long yeah I'm in just... my 20s so it's like yeah. come on <laughs> but here's the thing what happens is Life gets in the way. It does it then. I had a, a son that I was bringing up. I was trying to keep down, a, you know, hold down a job and things like that. Then, you know, going through breakups and all of those kind of things that go on, like day-to-day -day stuff. Yeah. There was no way I could have done um, that kind of thing. But And there was the other thing as well. I yeah. truly enjoy doing one-on-one -on -one readings with people. Right. That was my comfort zone. I just loved it, you know, just one-on-one -on -one and do a reading or, you know, be at a, a show or go to a store or whatever, and I could fit it in to my schedule. Yeah. But, of course, then what happened as, as time went on, I got the opportunity to do platform work, and I did it a little bit kicking and screaming. It wasn't something that I openly wanted to do. I like I like things the way they are. Like yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Trust me. I yeah. So um, yeah, going back to um, talking about um, Arthur Finlay College. In the day that I was doing um, my mediumship and learning, if you like, or the beginning of the learning, because it goes on after that and with um, different mediums and so forth they only did mediumship and healing okay that's all they offered and of course now they offer a plethora of all these amazing yeah. different metaphysical things there and of course uh, a friend of mine said who actually taught out there she taught astrology she said you have when I hear you talking about this to people that vision that mm -hmm. memory she said but things have so changed yep. she said you would find it difficult to recognize it so i said so i'm going to keep my little bubble of dream exactly, exactly. i'm not <laughs> going back to it. i'm going to keep it the way i remember yeah, exactly
exactly because you know it was fun time you know the immersion of being able to connect with uh other people like ourselves just yeah. on this route people that were on that journey already plus to you know to learn from you know somebody like gordon higginson and he and you know somebody said to me can you remember some of the other mediums that were there and i said oh my gosh no i can't here's yeah. one that stuck in my mind because i really love the way he delivered and he we you know we had um talks on what he called physical mediumship which is not done so much today no and even no, it's, in the a, it's when, a, like almost extinct yeah but he was explaining even in those days that physical mediumship was not a, like a dog and pony show that would be out for everybody because he explained that you know if you go back to victorian times where they would do physical mediumship they would um they would have these stage shows if you like mm -hmm. and sometimes there would be um uh, ethereal smoke that would come up literally coming from the medium's body and uh it had caused the death of a couple of mediums because you can imagine like going back to victorian times mm -hmm. you've got somebody that's paid i don't know one and six to go and see this this medium on stage and all of a sudden an apparition of their dead child appears in front there yeah you know <laughs> People are going to go through those emotions and exactly. that, that people rushed forward or things like that. So he was explaining that when they um, they he would work with it, it was in almost like a secret society, but more so because they would have uh, mediums there that would be like gatekeepers around the person that was doing it to protect them and things like that. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, he talked about um, having a port, which is making something appear from one place to another. Right. Um, he, you know, it, it was so lovely to have those insights into what I call areas that I possibly won't experience or will happen, but we've yeah. all had it, the penny that appears or the feather that appears there. It's come from somewhere and it's landed on our doorstep or it's landed right in front of us. So, you know, these are still happening where something gets moved from one uh, place to another. So I love it. And yes, if I get the opportunity to go back, would I go there and have my dreams and visions of time? Yeah broken i don't know so at the moment the spirit hasn't given me that opportunity so i'm concluding that there's no reason for it's for like it. not for right now but yeah you know exactly <laughs> now when okay so me knowing you is because first off i'm, I'm gonna put the picture up but for nobody everybody who doesn't know okay she's got decks and you know me and my decks right like i've got 35 decks and oh, i, I still want I'm addicted to them. This, this, and chocolate. So you, you have four decks. I have always wanted to create a deck. What made? You, where did you start? Where did the, the idea come from for the decks? Well, the first deck, which is the vibrational energy oracle deck, that was. I thought I was just going to be a one-hit wonder or one one deck, yeah. and that was it. And I have to say that when the opportunity came. Mm -hmm to create it, I was a bit kicking and screaming in the back room kind of thing because, uh, so just stepping back from that, I had gone through this transition. Uh, I had been working Sorry. in corporate world. I love it. <laughs> I love this little expression. I was working in corporate world. I'd had uh, an accent at work and sort of quickly uh, running along from that, what the outcome was that I ended up losing my job. Hmm. And Chris had said to me, come with me on tour and uh you know do some work and that kind of stuff i'm like sure okay you know i'd gone through recovery mode and you know it's like a loose end kind of thing so i uh took my tarot deck with me and uh when i started on this journey uh i did uh a couple of uh what i call exchange of energies where one yes. person would do a reading for i love those yeah and um the person that was doing the reading for me said, Spirit are really sort of like, why are you not getting on and doing what they want you to do? And I'm like, okay, well, I've lost my job. So now I've got to create an income fully. 
you know, mm-hmm. doing my readings and stuff. People, and uh, so it was that night when I sort of, or I, it was over a couple of days, I was starting to get this. You're going to write. You're going to create an oracle deck. So this is going back to 2000, I think it was 2011, 2012. Yeah. And uh, at that time, I'm like, well, Doreen Virtue's the person that is the queen of Oracle decks. Go speak to her. I yeah. have a clue about creating an Oracle deck. So anyway, I uh, sort of fought them for a little while, as I usually do. I, I never usually do things with ease and grace with spirit, but I'm surprised yeah, no. they put up with me. But anyway. Kicking and screaming, it seems to be my uh, my route that I go. So I thought, okay, um, you're not going away. <laughs> yeah. So what I'll do is I'll sit. And so at that time, I would go off into a park or into a sort of a garden area or something like that and just sit and I'd have a pad with me, meditate, and then see what I got. And it started off, <coughs> excuse me, with getting the titles of the cards. Okay. And, of course, from then it – then the words came and of course the getting near the end is right i'm looking for the the ones that came near the end because it was quite funny because uh, for anybody that knows oracle decks they they know that usually an oracle deck is between 40 46 cards kind of yep. thing but mine was 52 mm-hmm. 52 cards i'm like holy hannah that's like war and peace <laughs> Well, it is. It's like a whole great big deck. So uh, at that point, I'm going, uh, it, you know, it was getting near the end. So this was my second to last card. Life is a beach. Okay. That's card 51 in the cycle of right. downloads, if you like. And like, okay, this is a cosmic joke. Life is a beach. We know the other one, don't we? Life is a... Yeah. And the very what? last card. The word is an amazing word. Oh, Lord, no. And the last card was the F word. Yeah, there you go. Can you imagine? You get these as your last two cards, and I'm going, yeah. this is a cosmic joke. Yeah. Truly, exactly. it's a cosmic joke. But it it didn't turn out that way. And, of course, there was that, okay, now I've got the words. <laughs> I've got the titles now, I've got the words. And, of course, this was over a period of time. Right. And, of course, it was exciting because, you know, I, I told a couple of people, you know, I'm. it looks like I'm creating – it looks like I'm creating an oracle deck. That was what I actually said because in my heart it was like, just do this because maybe there's another reason. You know, like sometimes we get a task and it's like maybe this is not the outcome, but maybe this right. is the road that's going to take me there kind of thing. So I allowed it to sort of transpire. And then I thought, well, this is all very well, but now I've got to find an artist. Mm-hmm. There's another component to this because I, I can't draw a straight line. So, you know, for me, it's like, <laughs> I can write, but <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, so then, uh, you know, people are sort of sending me this direction and that direction to uh, see if I could, uh, you know, find a connection. And then uh, somebody, because we had toured across, because at that time we were living in BC, so we had toured across Canada to a certain point and then we're turning around and then uh, retracing our steps and going back to some of the places a second time. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that, um, you know, I had spoken to, because she said, how's it all going? I said, well, it looks like the deck is now completed but i need an artist and she she sat down and she said well there's this really great person she lives in calgary alberta i said so she's canadian that's a good you know yeah. um, you know here's some of her artwork so i said well this is an absolute pain in the butt why couldn't i have known this earlier we would have had plenty of time but everything was scheduled so i had communications with her via email and she's like, I'm really interested. I've always wanted to do something like this. I'm like, okay. So, and then we sort of went back and forth and she was like, well, you know, how do I know what you want? And, you know, it was a bit like Field of Dreams. Spirit yeah. basically said, you know, create it, yeah. build it, and it will come kind of thing. Once I, you know, once I find the right artist, they'll know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. So she's like, aren't you going to give me some guidelines? I said, I, that's what they told me. I said, so I have to believe when I find that person 
Exactly. And of course, from an artist's point of view, I didn't want her spending hours and hours and hours and then we go, no, it's not going to fit. So I said to her, look, I'm going to send you sort of a, a, a list of the titles and the definitions and let me know, you know, just create one, pick one that you, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to um, find the one uh, that, because uh, she ended up doing three, but I'm going to just pull up two. So the very first card she created was abundant blessings. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, you are it. This, mm -hmm. and her name's Heather Bruce. And the second one she created was mythical changeling. Oh, you've got me there. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. It, it's and of course, you know, at that point, cause she said, well, you know, I like, we we're we're good let's let's just roll with this kind of thing yeah. so uh we did and uh because she's a graphic artist and her name is heather brewster i want to give her a heather brewster her name is on the bottom of my deck here heather brewster she's an amazing lady she um is in calgary she still is in calgary and okay. this great friendship you know we're I, I love the way the divineness of when spirit connect me to that right person because she's done some amazing work for me um, since the deck. So then the deck is created and now I'm going, okay, now what? Now what? Exactly, because it's like I haven't the first clue I've I've created this in word format and uh, actually had to say well I can do some of the getting it print ready but how do we know how big the box is I'm like oh my god a box like you know a guidebook like how you know so anyway I visited a, a, a local printer in Vancouver BC where we were living and I said to him I don't know if you've ever created anything like this and I don't know what the schematics would be mm. and again this is where we were guided to and he said actually i'm really excited about this we've never done anything like this but this could expand what we do so we started going through again the you know what would be needed and there was a, there's a lot more to this i'm just giving you what i call the the nuts and bolts here because you yeah. know i had to get dies cut for the boxes and we had to work out how big the box would be and we sort of had to make dummies up and things like that there was so much to it so when all that was said and done and you know he passed me and in fact when i first created this it was done in a tuck box okay so like your uh, is like your box of cards that you right, play like the children's play, card like the children's the very first so the, yeah. that was all he could create because he said i haven't got the ability to do the other but i can do that and then it can be glued and all of that kind of thing so they were in what they call tuck boxes mm -hmm. and um so then it's like how many yeah <laughs> how many do i print and of course for anybody that's done any form of printing the smaller the run the higher the cost okay if i was printing thousands upon thousands then it brings the cost down so i'm like so i we we then went to the trunk of our vehicle <laughs> and i said how many boxes how many decks would fit in here and that was literally how the first order was derived we yeah. went okay um we've got to you know put these into into boxes and then we've got to get them into the trunk of the car and so i think it was uh, a case of i think there were the first print run was like 200 decks and if i'm wrong on that my apologies but it was a very small print run because here was my other thought I've got to expend this money. Yeah. high. It was quite high because 200 decks is, you know, and then I've got to assume that people will like them mm -hmm. and buy them, <laughs> which was the big thing. And I wasn't a salesperson. I'm a clairvoyant no, anyway. crying out loud. You know, that's what I do. I do readings. I, I'm not a salesperson. So uh, I started to, because Chris said, well, we, we're doing all these, um, you know, we were both doing some work. And so I set up what I call meet and greet so that people come in, play with the cards and then uh, buy them. And then uh, a friend of ours who uh, is also a clairvoyant, Katrina, she's in, uh, in Alberta. And she said, I'm going to make you go out and sell. I'm like, oh, please. You know, she took me into this <laughs> store and she left. She left me there and she said, 
she, after she said, oh, my God, your sales pitch was dreadful. We've really got to work on that because I'm like, well, here it is. You know, if you're interested. You know. Yeah, I understand. Anyway. Trust me. People were starting to buy them. So what was happening by the time we just got into the cusp of Alberta, I had run out of decks. I sold them. Wow. Nice. We then had another batch because at that point we were going, Chris said, let's go from basically from Vancouver across mm -hmm. to Newfoundland and back mm -hmm. again, which is what we did. And we ended up um, having them shipped to there were i think three print runs all the way across because we could only carry so much in the in the vehicle yeah. yes. so we were picking them up at greyhound depots and you know the printer was trying to tie it into getting it there for us so it was so much fun and games but <laughs> from that there was this realization that stores were liking the decks especially across canada which mm -hmm. then was in invited me to go and then seek a distributor to carry the cards for me and then that way I could uh, print larger quantities right. and sell them that way and you know when I went over to Australia to visit dad you know the first thing he's saying because at that time I this was the only deck that I had of right. you know out at that point and he's like ship me a whole load of these and you can sell them when you're here I'm like well, that could be a bit risky. He said, no, 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 I'll sell them for you. Because <laughs> he's also, you know, like, I don't want to go across the bounds of, you know, getting yeah. into more kind of thing. And again, the synchronicity of the way things come into play. I had sold um, a deck to somebody who was just out of Brisbane area in Queensland. And I had said to her, well, I'm coming over to Australia, to Queensland, and I'm going to be close to Brisbane. She said, oh, I'd love to meet up with you and take you out for a coffee or a glass of wine or something. I said, oh, that'd be lovely. Again, this friendship that connected. And she, she said, I'm going to sell your decks for you because I love them. And she was going into all these stores, and we completely ran out with what we had shipped over there. Right. And again, it gave me the opportunity to find a distributor over there. But for anybody considering <laughs> creating their yeah. own deck, there is a lot of work. Oh, yeah. You have to be prepared to pound the streets, go out there and sell. And of course, put in your own money to do that, to yeah. get to that point. But it, it's been fun. And, you know, the, the next deck, um, the children's deck, came around the vibrational earth children came about because people that had the first the adult deck said what about one for kids yeah <laughs> so like, and that's the thing there's not a lot as far as far as i know oh, yeah. i don't know of any other decks that are out there for children and i like how you put it this is for the inner child as well as <laughs> children yeah. and yeah. that came about because when i was creating it i was literally creating for eight years and up mm -hmm. based on what those people that had uh, come to me had said, you know, uh, can you create a, a deck for children? And I'm like, well, I've got grandkids, but, you know, I've been a long way from having small children around me. So I work with child educators and parents to see if the, um, the content aligned with what went with kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was what I was loving with it, the, you know, this is how it went. And it wasn't until afterwards, yeah. after it was created, you know, somebody came to me and said, oh, I'm buying the deck. And of course, I always, if somebody's coming to me personally and I'm buying the deck, I always say, so is it, you know, grandchild? Because I, you know, I always like to try and do an autograph card. Yeah. And the person said, no, it's actually for me. And I'm like, okay, so share with me on this. She said, well, I want to do some inner child work. And she said, I saw the deck, I've played with it, and I'm just, it's resonating. I said, but the, uh, the, the dialogue in there is very childlike. She said, yeah, I need to hear that now. Yeah. And so, yeah, it wasn't created as a deck for inner child work, but it certainly adapted to that yes. and I've done some things where we've done some inner child and when I do my weekly readings at the moment I I take uh this one is for the adult part of us and this one is for our inner child or intuitive side to see how the two blend together and they usually do you know oh. it's like this constant uh 
consistency that spirit has. So I just love it. And of course, then it was the affirmation, the two affirmation decks that came after that. So exactly. Dave uh, is one of my regular followers, which I'm still waiting for my picture, by the way, Dave. Um, <laughs> A couple of months ago, I gave. He said he when I said I can't draw a straight line. He said he could, and I said, okay, I want you to draw a picture of me for my birthday. Well, my birthday oh, was passed, <gasps> and he's in Australia, so it was like even a day. <laughs> I've lost Darlene, so I'm hopeful that the internet is going to put her back on. I love it. So for me to draw a tarot deck for my sister-in-law, I will go within. Yes, what I love about that is the importance of when we're doing this connection with spirit is to trust in them. And I think for me, you know, it was more of a case of, I have no idea what to do for an Oracle deck. I've used Oracle decks, I've used tarot and all that kind of thing. So for me, mm. it was more questioning, inner questioning, but I love that. So uh, yeah, it's the, the whole thing of going inside and uh creating it so dave's just put up their christmas <laughs> okay um, um that's up okay i'm waiting now i'm waiting <laughs> sorry about that the, the one thing okay. I've, I've i keep forgetting to tell people is when i start this show is that i have issues with with my computer with my internet i'm not sure what it is so sometimes i get dropped which it just happens and you like yep. professional just kept on going it's like yes well, I thought I could answer Dave's question, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's very much, I think, when we get taken on a new journey with spirit, mm. whether it's to write a deck or a book or any of those kind of like Debbie, you're taking over so well, not even a blink. <laughs> she's, she's got her own show. You need to. Okay, hang on a second. Let's do a little bit of advertising before we oh go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> Do, 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 do. Okay, to get, get Debbie's decks, okay, go to www.vibrational-energy.com. You can get her decks there. Um, if you want to hear more of her shows and stuff, YouTube, Debbie A. Anderson-Vibrational Energy. Just to put in Debbie yeah. A. Anderson. Trust Debbie me, I'll find her. I'm actually, I'm going to do a bit of shameless uh, advertising at the moment because if anybody doesn't have money at the moment... This deck, this deck, and this deck are in mobile apps. Okay, so three of them would be made into mobile apps. And you can download a limited amount of the cards to play with them mm -hmm. for free. Ooh, nice. Okay, so there's no reason. And, uh, you know, somebody said to me, yeah, but this, this one, you can download all 52 cards for seven days for free nice these two were at the beginning and i think you can download 10 or 11 of them and somebody said to me why can't i download more of them like why why aren't there more cards available i said well that's why you buy the mobile app from yeah there. exactly but saying that <clears throat> black friday us and of course i think it starts on monday you can th these are all 30 percent off so they're like 4.99 us you can buy them for this until the 30th yes. of November. So again, you know, um, if anybody's following me on Facebook or goes to, in fact, my I've just loaded my weekly reading where I've just promoted that on there. So it'll be within the, uh, the, the weekly reading and on the feed there. So, yeah. So if you've got no money at the moment, you can still play with them. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, so I, it's good. And I, lo I love mobile apps. I think they're great for certain things. But I'm I'm the girl who likes to re actually read the paper book and actually me have too. the cards. Yeah, me too. But the, the one thing about it, uh, the mobile app, and that was something because you know, I don't play with the mobile app as much as I should. Yeah. But I, I do find it. Um, I was traveling, uh, I think, three or four years ago when I went to Mazalan in Mexico. And <laughs> this I had I just usually take my four decks with me for doing my my weekly readings and uh, that kind of thing and uh, this lady said to me oh my gosh I got that deck I said oh you have and she said yeah I downloaded it as a mobile app and then she went oh you created <laughs> like, yeah so you I'm like well it was when I woke up this morning <laughs> yes 
so that was that was cute because she said i've been using it for um ages she said and you know she got to know me because i was doing uh, i had free meditation uh classes once a week uh while i was there for expats and so forth and she hadn't realized until <laughs> you know a couple of weeks into it so i i you know i love that kind of thing those synchronicities and uh yeah, being a good friend so uh, tracy said she's definitely going to be ordering your deck and Gina, Gina, Gina knows you well, and you know, yes. and she knows you well. She wants to take us on a shiny moment. Um, do you do rune stones? I don't, but it's something that I could play with. You and yes. I should talk, Gina. Definitely. I, I've had. Gina uh, does that. Yeah, she puts I, a shiny ball up there and then she runs. Yeah, well, I got an idea for a deck and book, but it's still very much in its infancy, and it's a case of connecting with those that pass into spirit. But it is very much just uh, uh, what I call it, whirling wheels at the moment. Exactly, the hamster is running like mad. Yeah, but it will be a case of maybe two or three sets of cards that work in with like a workbook so that people can connect with spirit. So I'm still trying yeah. to connect with spirit. So um, I'm hopeful this winter, she says, we're in November, this winter uh, leading into spring, I can do a lot more writing and see what transpires from it. But I'm always open to new ideas and new concepts. I was mm -hmm. given some runes uh, a very many, many years ago, and yeah, I've never really played with them. I yeah. tend to like cards like you. I, I'm like the give me the cards kind of thing and let yeah. me play kind of <laughs> with it. So, but that's not to say I shouldn't. So. You know, I have a friend who uh, created his own deck of rune stones, um, oh. Jeff Lonerigan. Um, yeah. He's, he's a, and like you, he's from the UK and he moved to the US and, He's now married to a sweet friend of mine, and yeah. they're an adorable couple. And he made it was his first deck, so I'll I'll show you another time Ooh, there because yeah. I'm gonna walk. I didn't think about that, but uh, it was interesting. I've I think I played with them once or twice, mm. but I bought them because you know me decks. Ooh, mm. Mm. you know it's like, new, like it's like a new candy bar comes up. Ooh, gotta see. I like that. Gina's just said I want to invent oracle stones. There you go. Can you imagine having oracle stones and cards. Ooh, that'd be nice. Okay, oh, Gina. Shiny wheel, little wheels are going. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Mm. And just to go back to um, when uh, somebody had said about ordering it. If you're ordering directly from me, please, when you order, put who the deck is for, because I usually um, put an autograph card yes. in if I can. Uh, directly for that person so uh but if not i always put an autograph card in there so uh you know try and do something to make it a little make bit it original yeah exactly yeah, and, and like i said i got i got your decks i think last i can't remember when it was last summer or something i can't remember but i was like I was like, okay, I, which one do I have to buy? Because, you know, there's four. And then you were having that special. And I went, no, I know which one I'm buying, all four of them. <laughs> and here's the thing. Uh, when I first started doing this, uh, we were packaging the decks up. Mm -hmm. and they weren't in cellophane or anything like that. So I would always put an autograph card into the box. Right. Until somebody emailed me with quite sort of upset she's like i just bought your deck from whatever store it was and the card is damaged because you autographed it oh and i emailed back and i said you actually have 53 cards and she yeah. emailed back very sheepish oh i'm so sorry i didn't <laughs> but it's like i damaged her deck yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah. So, no, I wouldn't do that. It's always an additional card that I add to it yeah. because it's important. You know, I know my yeah. deck. Although one lady said, I'm adding the extra one into the deck. And when I shuffle it, if that one comes up, it'll be even more special. It will be that. Oh, that's an interesting I thought thing. that was an interesting concept, you know. So, and uh, I, I love it the way different people create all these different uh, exactly. things. And that's that's the joy about it because this is where we let our creative, intuitive instincts out to play. Exactly. 
And I, you know, and the books are there for for me when I get a deck with a book. The book, I will look through it. I will, you know, peruse it. I won't read everything because for me, the book is a guideline. If I'm stuck, if somebody's stuck and they want to read it, guidebook. Exactly. But <laughs> some people are like, okay, let me get the book, you know. And yeah. and I did that in the beginning until you know somebody had uh, said, what is it? when you draw the card, what's the first thing you see? that's what's drawing your attention that's where your connection will be yes. i was like mm, okay but before we get because we're like five minutes to the end of the show um what gina and i did on friday is we had a, a live reading show and we just we had a good time we had fun but i think that maybe gina if, if we think about it maybe next month we can have a guest and all it is is just awesome. like yeah it's just it's, calls from here exactly you could choose a deck and we promise not to you. Oh, what? I'm sorry. I'm being looked at with it. <laughs> yes. You want it's, to see? it's funny. When I teach how to uh, read the vibrational energy oracle cards, mm -hmm. the first thing I say to people is, you're not even going to look at the guidebook. And I can see this panic arising on faces. I'm like, no, truly, we do it like this. And then afterwards, you can look at the book. And everybody, after they've done the workshop, said, I like that because, you know, this importance of connecting with the card and what it means mm -hmm. to you and yeah. creating that intuitive connection. And it is just a guide. Yeah, it is. And and some people, like I said, some people are, are like really into reading the books. And like I, for me, a tarot deck, I know it has everything has its meaning. But yeah. I, I read tarot decks the same way I read Oracle. Me too. And, and I, I have been in like, trouble when I was doing that course. Exactly. Like I have all those decks over there on the second and third shelf. There, I've got about four different tarot decks. Yeah. Now, just the ones like Dorian Virtues, Angel Tarot Decks, and those, I will do it that way. The ones I can't, I have them because they were given to me, they were gifted to me, um, is the Rider Waite cards. But the writing is on it. Yeah. So I don't use them. They're, they're there for me. Um, Okay. They're there for me to 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 have, I guess. Is that okay I, to do? Yes, you can. You want to pull a card? Sure, go for sure. it. Because you've been with us from the beginning, Tracy. You yes, well, she's, oh. she's one of my friends here. Okay, so the card just flipped out. Oh, I love those. Release. Let mm. it go. Let it go. Seriously, whatever's going on at the moment, uh, you know, within your world... Mm -hmm. Just release it. Anything that's not working for you, let it go. It's the best thing to do. So I hope that helps you. And Gina's just asked for what? Gina goes, me, me, me. Yeah. Okay. And Gina, yours flew on the floor. Remember, we were talking about this on Monday. So bear with me as I dig deep here and grab it. Yeah, except ah. if I was bending over like that, there'd be sound effects. I know. There probably is with me. Combustion. Okay. So. <sighs> With this one, what I love about combustion is you can't really see uh, the image very well, but within that scope, there's a house, there's all these things going on. See, I'm, I'm one of these, I see, you know, I can then look at the clouds and I see all this. So uh, if something is going on around you that is not directed to you, Gina, and it's causing this sort of what I call the outcry, don't step into it. And combustion here, like the balance around combustion is, if it's going on outside of you, don't step into it. Okay, so that's what I'm gathering with this one. Whatever's going on around you, let it happen. It's not yours to keep or hold or take on. So hopefully that makes sense. And I want to pull one for you, Mama D, because it was your oh, birthday. thank you. And I want to see, oh. Now the jumper? It was a jumper. An open book. Now, how perfect is that? Yep. What I love about this is the perfection of being an open book. Here you do these wonderful shows where people can come along and just be, uh, you know, it's been such a joy here. And here's you on that pathway. Like the book's open, you're on that pathway. Nothing set out in concrete. Yeah. No. For the ones you're, you're creating there. And the light, you're just going towards the light. I love it. You're writing your own book here. 
Yeah, well, I'll stop with the book thing because so many people have told me I should write a book, and I go, look, I can't even write my, you know, I can't even get a journal done. People go, I always, and I recommend for people to write journal, journal their dreams, journal their dreams, journal, journal, journal. Yeah, I make it. I have a paper over here, a paper over there, but it's something. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a good writer, so. Can just ask, can tarot and oracle cards be drawn together as one? Yes. Yes. Some people do uh, an oracle card, uh, work with an oracle card and a tarot card and affirmation cards so yes i always work on the basis that there's no rules that say you can't do something yeah if you do then you're going to restrict yourself whereas if you're working you know my go-to was right away that was i love that deck because it was so mm -hmm. simplistic it gave yeah. me imagery that i could create a story and yes you could do them so that you're interconnecting pull one from each yeah. Do some from the tarot, some from the oracle, some from an affirmation or from angel cards or whatever. No, there are no restrictions. And no. that was a card I pulled for you, Dave. Okay. It was reprogram. So I think this was, again, this confirmation that we don't have to do everything the way it's. Yeah. There's, way. We can only do it that way. There is no. <laughs> yeah. There's no, it's not a paint by number set. Just do do like i do and just do you know yeah. artistic free flow absolutely and you know if somebody doesn't like it too bad so sad move on you know yeah exactly because somebody else like the way i always say it's it when you give a message it's yeah. like when gina and i did a message i had her pull a card i asked her for a card and i told her what uh, i think she chose which to pull it from i forget but it actually was a message for somebody else who was in the chat room and they were like ah, it doesn't always have to be you know one man's treasure is another man's trash or whatever yeah, yeah. you know it doesn't matter it's just do I what think you feel the only restrictions are the ones we place upon ourselves yep exactly and you know yeah. this is free fall people this is free fall <laughs> exactly i mean how many times did i say on um, dave you know i say i cannot draw to save my life i'm not a, i can see <laughs> beauty in art but i cannot do it but Me then too. i started doing painting and i'm loving it people are yeah. loving it I've actually sold a few. I was like, really? You you're not kidding me? And like, oh. But I do them because it makes me feel good. And when I'm yeah. in a eh, mood, I, it doesn't come out very pretty. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm very blessed. I, I can surround myself with people that are very artistic. Yeah. And I get the pleasure from that. You know, uh, for me, uh, I can write. I can uh, create in different ways, you know. But if I... If I have to do it in a strict, mm -hmm. kind of way, it's like this is not going to happen. You know, <laughs> even in high school, when I was taking, I had to because I had to take it was drafting or technical drawing. They had a T square, so you put the thing on the edge of the desk and you would draw a straight line. Well, I always managed to mess it up, so I can't <laughs> even draw a T. My tech teacher was like, "How can you not draw a straight line with a T square? It's perfect." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it's just I can't. You know, it just doesn't work." So, but yeah. So there's no one way of doing things. No, and I think if we, you know, paint outside the lines, I think it's the expression, we're going to see something different. Yeah, exactly. Because of our creation, you know, I sometimes sit and I doodle. That's the, the best for me. I'll doodle and then it may turn into something because I, my mind's being distracted. And then afterwards I look at it and I mm -hmm. go, okay, this is something here that I'm seeing within this <laughs> and allow it to be so yeah it's just for your own pleasure or just for something um fun you know uh you know if you've got to do it and you're feeling uh restricted in it whether it's reading cards or doing art or something like that then choose a different direction or a different way to do it exactly um, that's the way and i love it and and everybody sees things differently like people are always saying do you have a name for your painting nope yeah. Why? Because I'll see something in it. Like yeah. I have a painting that my I saw two dragons head on. Oh, and my wow. husband had looked at it and he saw something else. So how can I name something that I see when I know somebody else is going to see something else? It's it's just abstract art. It's so Maybe you put a bunch of different invite the person that is buying the painting to name it. Yeah, well I did that. One of my friends saw a, a yellow painting I did and I I thought it was pretty, I, but I couldn't see anything in it. But she looked at it and she saw a yellow rose. So I called it the Yellow Rose Texas. <laughs> it was just the Yellow Rose. There so you she go. bought it. 
And <laughs> so for me, there's only one painting I've ever named, and that was because it actually looked like, you know, when a dandelion goes into that poofy thing. Oh yes, yes, I love it. Those those things, and I called it the wish. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, but it's the I only one I've ever named. All the rest, like I said, somebody wants to buy it, they got to see what they see in it. Yeah. And I was like. Unless, of course, it's like a bright red dot on a round on a white background, then I'll call it a bright red dot on a white background. <laughs> I was very blessed to connect with somebody many years ago, and he would uh, sort of draw an image, a flower or whatever, and within the flower, then he would create these words. So, and you know, it was so beautiful because you're you think you're looking at a picture or a drawing or something mm -hmm. like that and then if you look closer at it there are all these little words in there and things like that and it was just for me i'm going wow yeah exactly you have to do that and he said well it just starts off sometimes i'm writing the words and then the image comes around the words nice so hmm. yeah I, you know as i say i've been very blessed to connect with um you know amazing people and i think that's it you know if it things that inspire us yeah. don't necessarily have to be created by us nope exactly created by somebody else and then we take it and create the uh that next part for ourselves using it whether it's a piece of music to dance to a painting that we uh enjoy a deck a card deck or a book or something like that so i love it you know, that yeah. importance of that. Gina says, I did our high school yearbook cover, first page, and hid it, hid words in it. Yes. I hope they were not naughty words. But knowing, <laughs> but knowing Gina. And of course, we're, we're talking in a school, a school yeah. way. I, I went to girls' schools. I, I don't know whether my mom had this thing about girls' schools, but I ended up in two senior schools that were... Um, just girls and that was it so you know we would get up some some really bad stuff <laughs> mm -hmm. yep been there done that <laughs> I, that's hey i'm no angel no really <laughs> i would never have known that. <laughs> i love that the expansion of gina and her life and everything there's just so much there <laughs> we should do a book on gina that will be a that will be volumes <laughs> yeah well i'm hoping one day when the uh the the barriers are lifted uh, between the countries that i can go visit her home because it looks so intriguing so it is i got virtual tour of it and it's like mm -mm. and she yeah. lives like an hour away from from philadelphia which is where my husband's from so oh. i was like you know get, go visit philadelphia yeah. and sneak yeah. on Gina's. definitely yeah by the uh, cloak of night <laughs> exactly shove people in the trunk i love it well, I'm gonna we're gonna bring this one to a close because we're a little bit over time. But like I said, it's only me. I'm the boss. I can do what I want. But definitely, very much. We should do this again. I love and it. Like I said, I'm serious, Gina. She's, we're gonna next. Yes. Next time we do a show. Thanks, Anna. Uh, we're gonna do a show. We're gonna have you on. And like I said, it's just fun. I There's know. No, well, and, and I love just rolling with it. You know, we I. I have to say, before we started, I said to uh, Mama D, so what's our topic of conversation today? And she said, well, we could talk about your cards and just see how, you know. Yeah, I love just kind of go over the place. Yeah. It's perfect. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. She says, thank you very much, Mama D. It was an incredibly awesome show. Merci beaucoup. You're thank very you. welcome. Well, I will see you all guys next week when I have Brandon Kiefer. Now, that is going to be an interesting show. He is... I, I hate putting people in the boxes, but I'm not sure if he's psychic, a medium, or he's he's special and he's adorable. So oh, I'll see you next week with Brandon. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.